0: Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living A Course in Miracles. This is season six, and it's called Our Divinity. We're on episode two, Atonement. Welcome back. This series will talk about the major lessons that A Course in Miracles offers us. Our divinity is our guide, and our understanding of that divinity is the savior we are searching for in this world. The second topic in this series is atonement. I stated before that this word means different things to different people. In this book, it means to undo. I recently read, to atone is to be in at, in or at one with the moment. When we reach atonement, we have been awakened to what we are and why we are here. When Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, That is when he found atonement for himself. The Christ mind is a way of looking at this world through Christ's eyes and seeing it for what it truly is. That too is atonement. I believe the biggest error in the understanding and meaning of the atonement is to believe that it means to make amends or to pay for something you have done punishment and sacrifice were created in this world for the sole purpose of control. This world wants us to punish people for their errors, mistakes, and sins. This world wants retribution, an eye for an eye, and getting even. None of this is what God wants or does. It has been perceived as his doing or what he will do if he feels so compelled to. That is the God made by man, not the Father who loves us unconditionally. A Course in Miracles says, and I quote, The atonement is the only defense that cannot be used destructively because it is not a device you made. The atonement principle was in effect long before the atonement began. The principle is love, and the atonement was an act of love, end quote. Like so many words written in this book, these ones almost sound like breaking a code. The best way to understand this is to know that some things we did not make and we cannot change or alter. The atonement is one of those things. It is changeless and it is a state of being. It is, it is a state of mind that requires that we awaken and see our true existence and not as we see it now. It is not only a shift in perception, but a total change of our this-world mindset. We have been programmed to live and learn in a completely opposite way to what we are. I know the word program has people thinking of conspiracies and made-up stories. If you read what Christ told his disciples and some of the most famous words written in scripture, the message is there too. For example, I can give you an example of, of a couple things that are written. When Christ was on the cross and his body was being tortured, he was quoted as saying, and I quote, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. End quote. Christ spoke of forgiveness for his brothers and sisters as they did not understand what they truly were and where they had come from. They were acting out of fear and lack of knowledge. Christ knew that their atonement, their awakening had not come yet. He knew they were living with the belief that we die and that death is permanent. Jesus consistently and repeatedly challenged his disciples' fears. The Bible tells story after story about Jesus calling on his disciples and followers to have faith in their father. He asked them to believe that a higher power is at work and that they have nothing to fear. Another great example is when Peter was in the boat and upon seeing Jesus walk on water he called out to him called out to him and asked if he could join him Christ said of course come Peter Peter started walking then suddenly was overcome by fear and started to sink because he started to doubt and he started to believe that he didn't have those powers Peter cried out for Jesus to save him Christ approached him and took Peter's hand and said and I quote, you have so little faith. And asked him why he doubted. Jesus finally said, truly, and this is a quote from the Bible, truly, you are the son of God. And what he meant by those words is truly means truth, right? He's saying, in truth, you have to understand you're the son of God, just like I'm the son of God. And in being the son of God, You will not be left alone. You will not be left without God. God will always be there for you. Jesus knew that Peter had nothing to fear because they were brothers and he knew their father would never leave them and that Peter had the same power he had. I believe this is the hardest concept for people to grasp. I hear it all the time. I hear, I don't have the same power Jesus did. And my answer is always, yes, you do. (laughs) You just don't know it and you won't embrace it. And I say won't, because that is basically what's happening, is that we have the power, but we choose and won't use it. Christ spent much of his ministry trying to convince people of this exact same thing. From a purely historical perspective, it's important to note that people didn't trust easily back then, or now. (laughs) It was commonplace to be persecuted for your beliefs, especially if they contradicted the current belief system. At that time, Jesus lived in Nazareth, and he traveled around telling people about our Father. He kept it on the down low for the most part. You know, he just traveled from home to home or small village to small village. He knew his teachings would be condemned, and eventually, so would he for sharing them. This was a time when stoning people to death or crucifying someone was common practice. So the atonement is an awakening. It is a call to undo our perceptions and beliefs about this world. We have made this world a scary place. We have made attachments and stuff more important than our own self-worth and self-love. We have lost our way and forgotten who created us. We have forgotten that we too are creators, that we are co-creators with God. But we cannot create as long as we don't understand what we are. We can make a lot of things and we have made a big mess of this world but we're not creating until we're in touch with our true self, with the essence and the spirit that we are. Then once we bring into awareness our true purpose and journey in this world, because we have to find that, remember, you have to find your purpose and you have to find that journey. We will lessen the load and free up space for our divinity. Our divine self is the self we are and have always been. We may have forgotten that, but that doesn't mean it's not there, and that doesn't mean that it ever went away. It's always been there, and it always will. To reach atonement, we need to start with an inside journey. We need to explore ourselves and our attachments. We need to consider what makes us happy and joyful and what doesn't. We need to start a relationship with ourselves with lots of positive self-talk and lots of acceptance and forgiveness for holding on to people and things that are not good for us. When I say not good for us, I mean we can confidently establish that the connection is unhealthy and it does not bring us joy. So those obsessions, those attachments where you believe that you cannot live without something, whether it's a phone, a cell phone, or a person, or a house, or a car, or whatever, those things we have to get in line. We have to figure out what they truly are and understand their true value. Once we start to clear the deck, so to speak, of the negativity and the negative self-talk and judgmental talk of others, because we're really bad at that, we need to stop judging other people we will then be ready to extend our love outwards to others. Because what it is, is people have to understand, is that you first have to have love inside. It's an inside job. You have to have the love of God inside. And once the love of God is inside you, you extend that out. So it's never about getting. It's all about giving. The journey is towards the light. The journey is one of self-discovery and self-awareness. The result is living in this moment in peace and joy, living with love and in love in the way in which God intended. There is no making amends for your sins. It is only letting go of them and embracing your divinity. That is where atonement lives. And that is your destiny. Thanks for listening. In two weeks time, I will be sharing the next topic, which is called the separation. And as I said before, this whole series is based on all of the major lessons, all of the big points that the book A Course in Miracles have to share. And I want to make sure that I go over each one of them so they're clear when you're reading the book Over and over again, like I did, that there's a clear understanding of what they're trying to tell you, what Christ is trying to tell us. This series, which is our divinity, will review all the primary lessons of the book, as I said, and hopefully I'll be able to provide, and that's my goal, some further details and explanations into what these lessons mean and how you and I can achieve those things so that we can get to that place of peace and joy, that we can live there every day and every moment without any concern for how the world, this world, affects us. We want to move away from that. Okay, so keep sharing the love. And remember, this is our journey together. Let us live in this moment together. It is the only one that truly matters. Always, always love. Denise.